When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode at number 115. The Al Del Greco missing a PAT of Sode. Oh, no. Who did that? that? Was, uh, Mr. Combos at Bob Saget's of mom. Course. One of our One of our favorite followers around here. Oh, a, Mr. A true, Combos. A true tupper by every sense of the word. A guy who will send us random videos throughout the day. And uh, Jack I and I him. enjoy watching them. Yes. Mr. Combos is up there in the in the Tupper Mount Rushmore, by the way. He's uh, yeah. Why would he why would he take such a negative spin on this? ADG, he had a great career, but he did get some extra points. I mean, I can't a- I don't disagree with the title. I'm just saying it brings up bad memories. ADG definitely had a Steven Goskowski of careers. It was legendary until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Then the same with Vinatieri. It's just the way that goes. Yeah. It's don't it's kick just, in your forties. Don't just stop. Just stop kicking when you're good. That would be my advice to all kickers. Any kickers that listen to this podcast or uh, soccer players that, you know, may get bored one day. Or just former stop. Florida Gators and Ohio State coaches that ended yep. up going to the Jaguars. This applies to you as well. That's right. Uh, uh, Urban Myers out there. Uh, just just stop kicking uh, bef- before you get bad at it. Um, also, uh, Corey Slovic and Stefan Dobbs or Stefan Dobbs. Uh, just uh, you guys are on deck because you guys send in some great ones. If you want to submit a sewed title for next week, just tweet at us with something obscure about the Titans, and we will uh, we'll name this sewed that and give you credit, like we are giving Mister Combos his credit for the Al Del Greco missing a PAT of sewed. <laughs> we can laugh about it now, okay? Yeah, definitely. Maybe not in the day, but we can laugh about it now. <laughs> Guys, this is a legendary episode. If this is your, if you're new to the Tighten Up podcast, this is a show that we do annually. This is a show that is very important to Jack and I, because Jack and I put on our sports talk radio hats and we pull out one of the quintessential sports talk radio tropes out there. It is, it is right up there with the Mount Rushmore. Uh, segments. It is right up there with call and give us your reaction segments. It is, it is a staple of the sports talk radio industry. In fact, without this segment, I don't even know if the sports talk radio industry is what it is today, but Jack and I are going to take the Titans schedule that was just released last Thursday. And we are going to break it down game by game, giving you our win-loss predictions for every single game. How exciting does that sound, huh? This is a fun episode, and we've been pretty close to nailing this thing the last couple of years. 
I think we uh, yeah. were five games off last year, right? And mm-hmm. and maybe six, six or five or six the year before too. Yeah, and that's but pretty like, good. I mean, when you're putting up twelve and fives and eleven and fives, you're you're doing something right. We we're pretty spot on over here. You're going to get good predictions from us. Yeah, and I'm I'm honestly like I I think I have a pretty good. I've studied this schedule through and through. I've 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 looked at it uh, in so many different ways. I've slept on it. Um, I've I've broken it down and looked at the depth charts of the the teams that the the Titans are playing. Draft I've looked picks, at free agent the, additions, the analytics. Yes, the BMT percentages of every team that they're playing, and I've looked at them. And I've said, you know what? I think I've got it. So I think I have the Titans actual how they're going to play out um, this season. So we will be doing that. But before we get into all that, we also want to talk about uh, Traylon Burks. Uh, Man looked a little bit uh, winded, a little rough on day one of rookie minicamp. And we're going to talk about Malik Willis, who kind of impressed some folks and had some things to say about... uh, Mr. Tannehill, uh, get into all of that. And of course, we've got to remember the Titan. But before we get into all of that, let's first get a word from Relax the Back. I love talking about our friends over at Relax the Back. CEO Glenn Word, we've talked about it before. He's made it his mission to not just enhance sleep, but enhance lives. Glenn, obviously, we, we've told this story a few times as well. You know, he was involved in a big time car accident a few years ago, and he was looking down the barrel at having multiple surgeries. But Before he went under the knife, he sought out different ways to correct his body through sleep uh, technology and posture improvement. And over the course of time, it worked. That's why he's running such a successful store today at Relax the Back. Now, like I mentioned this at the top, they set out every day to help people in the Nashville area live better. But they also are able to help people in the Nashville area work better, right? To work better, live better, and feel better every single day. That's the mission from Relax the Back. And if you're like me, I struggle with insomnia, man. And I've, tr- I've trouble with my posture. I'm sitting over at my desk, looking at my computer all day, typing, um, recording podcasts, and my posture suffers from that. But at Relax the Back, you can find you a chair that's able to combat neck and back pain for those of us who are sitting up all day hunched over at their desk, whether you're doing paperwork, whether you're on the computer. I know there's some of you out there. They've also got Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses to help maximize your sleep every night and so that you wake up feeling refreshed. Now, they've added another uh, another different product called the Chirp Wheel. Now, the Chirp Wheel is something that can help alleviate tension in your back and neck. They come in three different sizes, so whether you like to gently massage your back or neck, you can do that. If it's a, if it's a harder to reach knot, you can opt to, find, to use the bigger one. They've got three different options at Relax the Back. So if you're having neck and back pain, these are the guys to go to. Go check them out at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater and that shopping center over there. You guys know what I'm talking about if you live in the Green Hills area. And hey, if you're if you're not in Nashville, if you're not able to get to Nashville, get to the, the store in person, don't worry about it. Check them out online. They've got everything that they have in store up on their website online at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville. One more time, real quick, real easy. Stores dot relax the back dot com slash Nashville and start feeling better today. When you go in, make sure to tell them that ABZ Sports sent you. With that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train a coming. 
It's rolling around the bend And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm sucking What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is April. Sorry, I screwed that one up. Today is May 8th. 8th? No, damn it. I'm sorry. Okay. Today is May 18th, 2022. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hang on. Okay. Is this a bit? Jack, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to leave this podcast early. I, I'm just not in that great of shape, Jack. I just don't. Oh my God. I, I hate you. Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, hmm. Okay. Yeah. I just, this isn't your first day on the job. I mean, we're we're, 115 episodes in right now. You, this is about time to be pulling this. I just need a breather. Okay. All right. Do you, do you think people, do you think people will overreact to this fact? The listeners will probably not be pleased with you. I mean, look, go in the, go in the training room, grab your inhaler, come back out, join us when you're ready. I just, I look, I thought I was ready. And honestly, I just don't think. (sighs) Okay. All right. Um, all right. All right. I should. All right. I'm going to try and tough it out. Okay. I'm going to try and get through this. Uh, Jack, can let me start by asking this. <coughs> Excuse me. Jeez. Sorry. I'm all over the place today. Okay. Can you remember the first day of literally any other pros rookie mini camp? And not even mini camp, just rookie mini camp. To be honest, I, I mean, I'm honestly answering this. I don't remember last year's rookie mini camp. <laughs> um, so if you're asking me to dig any deeper I barely than remember, that, I barely remember this year's ro- rookie mini camp. It was like three days ago. It's so insignificant and it, it doesn't stick with me, obviously, because what happens past May, I mean, in May, a lot of people are tuned out anyways. I mean, yeah, you want to see the rookies hit the field. You want to see what they look like in that Jersey. You want to see them sharp and effective in their first few days as a Titan, but that wasn't the case over the weekend. Was it? No, it was not Traylon Burks did not get through day one. Like he, like he had to go back to the training room. He had to, he was, he did not look sharp. Uh, he was basically the punching bag that Titans fans need a punching bag. Okay. At all times, at all times, all times. And, and for most of the year, it's been Ryan Tannehill. Some of the Uh, year, the first quarter of the year was Taylor Lewan, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. You're right. But it's Uh, it's gotta be somebody. It's got to be someone, and and Traylon Burks willfully took that baton from Mr. Tannehill and said, you know what, I'll take it for a few days, and uh, did not have a great showing. People were freaking out. Honestly, like... That's being a great teammate, right? You know your quarterback's yeah. struggling. You know, the media's on top of them. <laughs> yeah, right? Hey, I'm going to go out here and just have a stinker of a first day. He's being a great wide receiver already. In fact, I, I, frankly, I think he's wide receiver one with the way I he, think he, yeah, he earned himself a few more targets by doing this. I, if anything, I, Ryan Danahill is probably like, all right, dude, you're getting the ball a lot this, this season. <laughs> just thank you. Thank you for, for taking the heat off of me for just a couple of days. Now, granted, I'm sure the heat is right back on Ryan Danahill, but at least he got a couple of days there to breathe. Mm-hmm. Jack, um, considering this is an episode full of, really awful and lame sports talk radio tropes with our uh, schedule breakdown here in a bit. 
Let me ask you another sports talk radio trope. Big deal or no deal. All right. <laughs> we played that. We played that on A to Z actually on Monday with the Traylon Burks incident. Big deal, okay. small deal, no deal. There we go. Um, so let's let's hear it. So this is what I said on the show. I, I, I said I didn't play the game, by the way. I like to cheat in these games. Um, I went with tiny deal, right? Okay, somewhere, you can't so, add a category. Somewhere in between. Kind of, but this, hear me out. Somewhere it's in not, between it's not, it's, no it's deal not like, and small like, deal. If you went on, on literally the game show deal or no deal, do you think you'd be like, Okay, but compromise. How about this? How, how about a third call, one? Call you, like, the banker you, back. Give me. Let's, yeah, you let me, put me on the phone with the banker. <laughs> <laughs> you pull out. You pull out a third button from your pocket, and you just press that. <laughs> I'm gonna pick two briefcases, Howie. No. <laughs> but um, no. So I, I, I it was small deal on this thing. Look, it's okay. Traylon Burke's first day at work. You yeah, know, but he, but he also comes. He, Traylon Burke's expectations are not that of any other rookie in camp any other rookie the titans maybe have drafted ever i mean is that fair to say that Traylon burks may be under the most pressure in his rookie season of any titans draft pick in history yeah I, he's I, got I know it sounds massive dramatic. shoes to fill yes. i know it sounds dramatic but but you gotta listen you know the titans hadn't had a player hadn't had a wide receiver like aj brown really ever they, they hadn't drafted one i mean you could make a case for Derek mason back in the day but i think like a lot of people would have told you if A.J. Brown would have spent a second contract in Nashville, it would have been a walk in the park. He would have been the best and, receiver in Titans history ever. Well, and Derek Mason was still, for as good as Derek Mason was, he was still like maybe like the 15th best wide receiver in the NFL at that mm -hmm. time. Like he was not an elite, like top and tier. And you could make a case that A.J. Brown was kind of in that area, but it was also just his third season in the league. And he yes. was also going through injury issues. So you right. trade him and you replace him in the draft with this guy. Titans fans want to see you hit the ground running. I mean, there isn't going to be any time. You look at this schedule. You've got the Giants in week one, but you turn around and you get the Bills and the Raiders in week two and three, and those two teams are tough. The Raiders are much improved. They added Devontae Adams. They added Chandler Jones, Taylor Lewan's worst nightmare. We're going to talk about that game in a little bit. But you, there's no real time for him to just sit around and, and, and figure it out. Now, here's the thing. just You have to talk about the good, but you also have to talk about the bad. We talked about the bad. The next day and Saturday and Sunday, Burks went out there and looked fine. It I, on Friday, a lot of people were saying it's a, it's a he came in out of shape. He came in out of shape. How could he do this? He knows how important he is to the Titans' offense. How could he come in out of shape? Well, you saw him go into the training room. He grabbed an inhaler. Paul Karski had this on video because, of course, he did. Um, comes out of the training room with the trainer and an inhaler. So it looked like there were breathing issues. Now I don't know if he was out of shape. Because usually if you're out of shape, that doesn't, you know, you know, you can't flip a switch and then all of a sudden be able to do all these things pretty much effortlessly for the next two days, right? There's right, a period right, right. it takes. Yeah, you, no, that's a good point. You can't just, you know, I, I can't just sit inside for a month and then go out and run one mile, two miles and say, I'm back in shape. I can do this every day. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. And, and I get that the training that Burks had done was combine training, not really football training because the combine is a different type of workout than what you're getting, especially at the NFL level from these coaches in rookie minicamp who, I mean, it's, it's just as much as their job to get you ready for the NFL physically as it is mentally and caught up on the playbooks and all, all that stuff. So it, it was, it was frustrating to see on Friday, but I think you have to look at it objectively from a three day period. I don't think yeah. you can just look at it from a one day period. What did he do after that? 
he got back out there. He looked pretty smooth. The, the, the footwork looked good. It didn't look like he was he was slacking at all. Maybe it was just you know. I and mean, there's a lot of press there. There's a lot of media. It's your first day at work, and I know that you yeah. know that's a that's a bad impression. It's not a job interview, by the way. I've I've seen people say it's a job interview. It's not a job interview. He's been hired. Right. Oh, yeah, the yeah. job interview was the past this was, three months. This this was day one at the job, and and you know how like I always get so annoyed whenever anyone uh, any. NFL fan brings up the, oh, I could never do that at my job argument. But for those people that love to bring up that argument, think back to your first day at your job. Okay. Can you even remember it? You, you probably can't even remember it. But yeah, your but first day on the job, you probably screwed up. You probably weren't at your best. You definitely weren't at your knowledge or your skill level that you're at right now in on the and, job. And this isn't just your first day at the job. This is Traylon Burke's first day at wide receiver one, right? He's he's up there. He's CFO of the Titans offense right now. So it, it's a big role for him, and he's really young. He he may be underqualified for the position, but still, you, you've seen enough on tape from him physically. I mean, his, his breakaway speed after the catch – He's, he's, he's a big physical receiver who can go up and win and win one-on-ones. So it, it, it was, it was surprised. I think the Titans fans were more surprised than disappointed. Well, but, the, but the good news is it's like, even on your first day at the job, you're not given that big presentation in front of the company. All right. You're not, you're not, you're not tasked with that huge feat, like, uh, you know, or, or, or have to uh, set up the booth at the convention. You don't have to do that on your first day at the job. Okay, so uh, Traylon Burks, like he doesn't have to go out and compete against NFL DBs in a game that actually matters today. He's got months. He's got time. He's like he's going to I there's no doubt in my mind. Things are going to be fine once week one of the NFL season hits. Yeah. And there's a reason why rookie minicamp is in May instead of August. Right. 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 you've You've got two to three months to really show what you've got and, you know, get acclimated to whatever the Titans have you running, whatever drills they have you doing. He's got a lot of time to get in shape. Yeah. I have no, I have no doubt it's, about, again, his it's shape, not, about his it's conditioning. Not even, it's not even mini camp. It's rookie mini camp. Okay. Do you, do you think a part of this overreaction and this is, I'm not saying all Titans fans are overreacting because a lot of them agree. It's, it's not a big deal, but I think a lot of Titans media are overreacting because the rookies they've covered in the past may have had some of these issues that you've, you could associate with not being ready on, on, on day yes, one, right? Yes, but yes, but you have to take it with a grain of salt too, okay? Because, and I'm this isn't a shot at them. I'm not like I'm not one of those people who are like, oh, the media is dishonest no, and, and all that's that. That's not what crap. I'm trying to say either. But 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 the media, at least the the individual journalists that cover the team, they know the things that are going to get clicks. They know yeah, the things but, that are going to get views also, and engagement. How could you not write about this or how could you not talk about this? This is the first sure. work you have at your first round I, draft pick replacing AJ Brown. Of course. Yes. No, it's, it's, I, it's and a I, talking point. It's absolutely a talking it point. It is, it is a talking point. It yes, but, it, it, but it it's not be it's not anything that we should worry about. Yeah. Much like much like how how when the Titans lost by like 48 points to the Cardinals in week one. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. But it was week one of the season. It, it it's a long way to go. It's we we do a thing in with with football where we overreact to everything instantly, and I I this is one of those things where it's like time will tell, and I and I don't think it's anything that 
I don't think it's anything uh, pressing or worrisome right now. Now, if he dropped a mixtape and started doing donuts on Charlotte that's, Pike, <laughs> then yeah, okay. Then yeah, then maybe saying. we start to worry. Yeah, I said once there's a mixtape out, then it's time to worry, right? If he get, if he gets arrested at a, at a college party at MTSU, then yeah, okay. Jumping out maybe a two-story window, yeah. I, then it's time to maybe, okay, my red flag's starting to go up a little bit. Uh, I will say this, though. If we're going to overreact to a guy not being very impressive, let's overreact to a guy being very impressive. And that was Malik Willis. Um, Malik Willis came out, gave his, you know, gave his, his, uh, his spoke with the media, which was awesome. And he he did very good, very well. He sounded very good. This is a good, this is a kid with a good head on his shoulders. And I look, I hate the comps because I feel like it's, it's putting a lot of pressure on Malik that isn't deserving right now, but he, he does remind me a lot of Steve McNair. And like, <laughs> I, I, and I, I hate that. I hate I know. that. We, we've got to be careful with that, but he's a good dude. He comes from good family. comes from good stock. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, and obviously it dude is a strong Christian dude and he, you know, he loves the Lord. Great dude. Tennessee's going to freaking eat that up. Tennessee's going to love that. <laughs> Lord Falwell over at Liberty. Yeah, exactly. Like I, and, and, you know, and he's an athlete. The dude is a, is a hell of an athlete. No doubt about okay. it. He, he led, he led the FB, all quarterbacks, at the FBS level in rushing yards in 2020. He yep. had about 900 last year at Liberty, led the team in rushing yards. So he's, he can make plays with his legs. And that's, that's not a bonus anymore in the NFL, right? That's almost a requirement. You look yeah. at some of the guys across the AFC, you've got Lamar Jackson, You've got Mahomes who can get out and move when he needs to. Yep. Josh Allen, especially in Buffalo. I mean, that that takes him to a whole different level. Uh, Russell Wilson's now at Denver. So yeah. it, it's Marcus it's, uh, Mariota. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Gosh, Mariota. <laughs> yeah, what? Deshaun you didn't Watson. Mention him. He's I know. a starter I, I, in yeah, Atlanta now. Uh but it, but it's more of a requirement these days. So it's, it's yeah. And his mobility isn't just pretty good right it's damn good he can move yeah. he can make plays with his legs definitely i and um and the fact that he can you know he can give the interview and he can stand and face the media like in his first test you pass your first test at doing that like i'll give you leeway if he if he went out there and sucked while talking to the media i'd be like i'd be like look i give him it's his first time doing it that's fine but he came out and he impressed that's a great sign yeah. and and I love him personally because, you know, as a Titans fan who's only got one lock of hair left on my head because I pulled the rest out, I love the fact that he squashed that Tannehill bug of the uh, Tannehill said he was not going to mentor him. Like, I, he completely uh, unloaded all of the ammo out of all of everything, everyone's you know, firearms that are, that want to shoot them into the sky about the freaking Tannehill's mentor quote. He put he, the fire he, out. He, he literally did. And, and he even said Tannehill, what he said, Tannehill had, had him, had them over to his house. Yeah. He said that Tannehill had Malik Willis and a bunch of the skill guys over to his house said he's a great dude. I mean, yeah. probably had some Celsius, probably, a few pro- cans probably, of Celsius. probably the barbecue. Yeah. It was probably sponsored by Celsius. But yeah. when you when you have it when you draft a quarterback, right? He's got to look the part before anything else. Yes, Malik Willis. I wasn't as interested as what he did on the field because they're still throwing against air. You know, nobody's really covering right. anybody. But Malik Willis, 
more than impressed me in what he said at minicamp. You know, it, it's and you can tell that this guy, you're right. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He's been a leader of, you know, at Liberty for multiple years. He's, he's clearly got the, the intangibles, right? And he's well-spoken. He makes a lot of sense when he speaks. But the other side of the coin is, you know, what are the plans for Malik Willis this year? You know, what, what are the Titans' true plans with Malik Willis this year? Because he, obviously Ryan Tannehill, barring any injury, is going to be your starter for 17 games. Right. And he's done a good right. job at staying healthy. And by the yeah. way, Malik Willis's impressive weekend on the microphone. I think Traylon Burks, I think the Titans hurt Traylon Burks by not putting him up there and letting him answer for what happened on Friday. Right. I think if you just hear why Traylon Burks had to leave early, if you just hear, you know what, man, I couldn't catch my breath. Today was weird. You know, we have some of those days as human beings where, you you know, it's it's hot out. It's it's 90 degrees. I got a helmet and pad. I got shoulder pads on. Um, you know, I'm, I guess he didn't have shoulder pads on, but still, you know, he was, he was probably overheated. I would have liked to hear him just say, you know what? The heat yeah. got me, man. I'm used to this. This is not normal for me, but I'll be better tomorrow. I think but, if the but, let him speak this, the, they would have been able to put the fire out. Yes. And I agree with you, but very rarely do you have a rookie that can be that composed that can be that chill that nonchalant when getting grilled by the media for not showing up. So I I'm okay with the Titans kind of protecting him and not. Yeah, you know, and, having him be, you know, talk to the media. You probably want to have his first media experience be a positive one, right? Yes. So I, I, I kind of see both sides here. Right. But I do, right. I do think it could have, you know, squashed it. But I, I think that how he played on Saturday and Sunday essentially did that for him. But Malik Willis, uh, you know, I, I loved what I heard from him. He's, he's very mature for his age. The Tannehill fire wasn't his fire to put out, right? That was Tannehill's mm-hmm. fire to put out. Malik yeah. Willis did it for him. You know, I, I'm excited for the Malik Willis area, er, era, but um, I just don't know when it's going to start, right? You draft a quarterback in the third round, you get great value out of him, a guy who probably wasn't supposed to be there by most people's mock drafts and projections, all these draft analysts, so-called draft analysts. Nobody's a, no, nobody's a draft expert. It's impossible to be a draft expert. That's like me saying I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gambling expert or I'm, a, I'm, I'm an expert at playing the lottery. You just yeah. can't do it. It's impossible. Right. But to get the value out of Malik Willis at 86 in the third round, you give yourself a safety net. And I know you still got Logan Woodside, the cockroach that can't be killed back there. But you know, he's gonna have time. Willis, and if you looked at his, if you looked at the videos, his delivery, he's a six-one, he's a six-foot-one quarterback. He's not Russell Wilson, he's not Drew Brees, but he's also not Josh Allen and Ryan Tannehill, right? So if you watch the videos, the way he released the ball is kind of right next to his ear. He wasn't really going over the top. But it's rookie, it's rookie minicamp. He's got all season to work on that and right. work on his back foot that maybe was a little loose um, from the videos we saw. So you talk about overreacting. You can't overreact to anything that you see from Malik Wilson practice this year because he's a project. Everyone knows, everyone knows it. Titans knew it when they drafted him. He's a work in progress. They've got to give him at least a year and go from there. He, he doesn't need to worry about putting together game plans. He needs to worry about getting better every day. And that's what he said. I'm trying to get – one percent better each day because in a hundred days I'll be one hundred percent better. I loved that. Yeah, and uh, Jim Wyatt, Uncle Jim Wyatt, was actually asked about uh, Malik Wills and uh, what what is going on at the position this year. And I I thought his answer was pretty candid. His answer was pretty and fairly blunt too. Uh, he basically Jim basically told uh, Justin Aoti from. Nashua, New Hampshire, 
Titans fan base is, is, I mean, to be in New Hampshire is good. Okay. See, that's where you went with it, which I love that hashtag grow the fan base. Yes. Um, the, I went with it. Well, where, okay. Jim's just getting ridiculous with making up these uh, fake emailers. <laughs> Justin, I owe it from Nashua, New Hampshire. There's no way that's a real person. Is that Nashua? <laughs> Or maybe Nashua. Because that, that, that was like a, that was one of the towns that the office, Dunder Mifflin was in, right? Nashua? Uh, well, does Dunder, the actual Dunder Mifflin was in Scranton. Yeah, but they had different branches. I feel like one was in right. Nashua. There, there might have been, yeah. Well, New Hampshire. There's no there? way there's a Titans fan in New Hampshire. I didn't really know that there were many people in New Hampshire. I don't know what I, the population I, yeah, is. I know. I, 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 if you told me there were six people in New Hampshire, I'd be like, that seems a little. I, I feel like the population of New Hampshire, New Hampshire, is probably even with the population of Murfreesboro. That seems like a fair comparison. Yeah, yeah. Is New they Hampshire probably... the Murfreesboro of the United States? I I want to ask that to the people. Yes, the biggest store in New Hampshire is a Ross dress for less, for sure. <laughs> uh, so he Jim Wyatt said. Uh, Malik took part in the team's rookie, man, rookie minicamp, and I thought he did uh, well for the most part. He has a strong arm, and he has a great attitude, but he's a work in progress, of course, and his work is just getting started. Ryan Tannehill will be the starter in 2022, and sitting here typing this mid-May, I suspect Logan Woodside will be the number two. He's a cockroach. You can't kill him. Uh, with Malik being the third quarterback and potentially inactive on game days. Can Malik do enough in the next three to four months to convince his bosses he can be trusted and is ready to be the number or the two as a rookie? Well, we'll see. So there you go. Jim Wyatt's basically saying, look, like taper those expectations for Malik next season. For the future, sure. I think it's great. And personally, I'm okay. Like even even if I, and you know my thoughts on Ryan Tannehill, I think the Titans can win with him. But even if I didn't think they could win with Tannehill, I still wouldn't want Malik Willis thrown to the wolves as a rookie. Yeah. I, I I don't think that's a, that's a, that's a recipe for success it, it, for most players. There are certain players that they're the exception to that rule. But I would say that it's like 99.8% of all rookies I think are better when sitting because they say the biggest growth is done from year one to year two in the NFL. Give Malik Willis that time to learn, to, to grow. If he's inactive on most Sundays this season, I'm okay with it. Here's what, here's why I'm fine with it. Malik Willis at Liberty never took a snap under center, right? He was in a, he was in a pro style offense at, at Liberty. And I know that, you know, that's something that can be taught over a fairly short period of time. And most quarterbacks that, that are talented enough to play in the NFL, that's, that shouldn't be a real issue for them. And that's going to come with time and just reps. But right. I, I think it's, I don't necessarily think it's bad. A lot of people say, Oh, if that's a shiny new toy, I want to play with it as soon as I can. I want to see what it can do as soon as, as soon as I can get my hands on it. Right. That's not the Titans approach with Malik Willis, or at least that's not how Jim thinks they're going to approach it. Um, You've got Logan Woodside, who's been in the system for multiple years. He knows what it takes. He knows how to run the offense. I mean, we see it one time, essentially. And I know he gets reps in the preseason more than one game. But he, he always has one game in the preseason where you're like, I think, I think if Tannehill goes down, that dude can keep us in a ball game, right? right? So, and Malik Willis, even with preseason, I don't think he'd be ready for that. He's got he, – not only does he have to learn the offense, but he has to learn how to prepare for a game. 
He has to learn what it takes to command an offense at the NFL level, right? These aren't just, right. these aren't college kids. These are grown ass dudes. Everyone in that huddle is going to be older than you. You've got to gain their respect, to gain their trust in the huddle. And Ryan Tannehill is going to be a big part of that. He's got a perfect guy to watch in front of him. You know, if he's if he's a visual learner, he should he should be able to get through this pretty good because Tannehill. I mean, you just watch him. He does everything. The preparation isn't a problem for him. It seems like he, he he's always well prepared. Um, goes about his business like a professional. And I know that the results on the field in the playoffs aren't what you'd like to see. But for 17 games in the regular season, Ryan Tannehill's a, a fine quarterback, right? You like, I agree with you. You can win with him. Now, can you win with him in the playoffs? That's the ultimate question. Right now, it's a no. Until, right. you know, he's guilty and proven innocent. In sure, that, in naturally. That, in that fact. Yeah. But, well, and, and the important thing is, though, you know, which – let it not be missed. I mean, look at the Colts right now. Colts are, you know, always, you know, hyped and and have had tremendous sex for success for years. They probably have had tremendous sex too. I guess. <laughs> Jeez, chalk that up to my Traylon Burks uh, type like, episode J- today. Jacob Eason had tremendous sex on draft day. He was he was caught in four K. That is Remember true. That? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Good pool. Great reference there. Thank you. Um, the uh, so, but I think the. Like the Titans, I I'm I'm especially right now with the way the roster is set up. Get to the playoffs. Get to the playoffs. Anything can happen. That's my my philosophy. Bingo. So if the, the the most I mean obvious example. Ex- exactly. Exactly. All right. So if you know, and and I think right now we as Titans fans we take for granted the fact that the Titans have been in the playoffs every year for the last few years. This roster is not as strong as it, it's been in years past, in, in my opinion. So right now, where the Titans stand right now, I'm at the mindset of get us to the playoffs. Well, it's not going to be strong in the it's not going to be, you know, as strong as you would like, probably right now, just because of how many question marks there are. Right. You don't sure. know what's going to happen at right tackle. Jamarco Jones seems to be the guy at left guard. You don't know what you can get out of him. And that cornerback position is a huge question mark. Will Farley be ready? Will he be solid enough to you know, lock down the bills in week two, not lock them down, but not let them kill them. Um, and then, and then the Raiders in week three with Hunter Renfro and uh, Devonta Adams. So there's a lot of question, a lot more question marks on this team. It doesn't mean they can't be as good as last year, but obviously they're and obviously the wide receiver position as well. AJ Brown's gone. Traylon Burks is here. Robert Woods coming off an ACL. Austin Hooper, a new tight end on offense. Just a lot of new guys. They can be that, that team that the Titans were in the regular season last year. But I expect it to take, to take some time. Maybe in the second half of the season, we see more of that. And that's when they'll need it, right? We're going to talk about this schedule, week nine to week 14. That's a gauntlet. Yeah. And, in fact, let's go ahead and get into that now. But, uh, but before we do, Jack, let's get some dentist talk in here first. Because, you know, I've been really been craving some den- a, good, a good dentist conversation. Well, I've got the perfect one for you. Now, listen up. I love talking about these people over at Dr. Hecklin's Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. I recently went in for a routine cleaning and had the best experience I could have imagined. In the past, you know, I've I've avoided going to the dentist ever since I was a kid. It just made me anxious and I've, I've got a bunch of nerves and discomfort. But those issues were almost immediately lifted once they got me back in a room. Dr. Hecklin and his staff are super friendly, beyond belief, and equally as talented. They've been in Nashville for over 40 years, which means they're doing something right. And they treat patients from ages 2 to 104 years old. 2 to 104. Talk about range. They'll put, yeah. on, your, they'll put on your favorite music 
or your favorite channel on the TV. I had them put on ESPN. It was the middle of the day. Got to catch up on some Sports Center. Um, they handle everything from crowns to dentures to smile wake, to smile makeovers. If you're due for a cleaning, this is the place to get in and get your next schedule going, right? You get in, you get your cleaning, get set up for six months down the road, keep your teeth clean. Um, and, you know, they, they also offer whitening if it's been a little while since you've had a cleaning done. You, you mentioned A to Z sports, you get 10% off core whitening. Get that smile looking right for the summer. Everybody's happy in the summer. Make sure your teeth are looking happy this summer. Go check them out at 5606 Brookwood Place. For you West Nashville folks, it's off White Bridge Road, 5606 Brookwood Place. And get your smile looking right for the summer at Dr. Heckland's Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. 2 to 104 from diapers to diapers. Am I right? <laughs> exactly right. All right. With all that said, I don't know, but I'm Dr. So the 2022 season schedule was released. I love the fact that this is the 22 season, you know, Derek Henry season. Shout it's out. It's the year of the king. It is the year of the king. And the it was the schedule was dropped last Thursday night. And on the first episode after the schedule is dropped every season, or at least for the last two seasons, Jack and I like to pretend we're sports talk radio hosts. We love to go the route of your traditional sports talk radio show and do the old trope of predict the schedule week by week and pencil in a W or an L when we are going to give you our season <laughs> record based I'm, off of this year's schedule. I'm fired up. The hairs on my arm are standing up. This is my favorite segment of the entire year besides – Maybe this week in Titans Facebook, that that's uh, that's up there. But I love this episode. This episode is golden. Yes, I, I I agree. It is one of like it's. I think it's mostly Jack because you and I put so much work into this show. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it, it's almost like the entire year. You think like, oh, well, why don't you guys put in a lot of work into the draft episode or you know the week <laughs> one of the season episode. Or right before the playoffs episode. Uh, because we're lazy, okay? That's why. <laughs> we put all of, we save all of the hard work that we put into this podcast into one week and one week only. And that is this week. We compile statistics, analytics, depth charts, rosters, last year's results, pre uh, predicted results for the upcoming season. We, 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 we rally in historical references for all 17 teams that the Titans are playing or, well, you know, the 17 games that the Titans are playing. And we break this thing down. We sleep on it. We, we, Jack and I have multiple Zoom meetings throughout the week leading up to it. We discuss it. We debate it. We talk it over. And then we go our separate ways. We compile our list of wins and losses. And then we come back. We return live on this podcast right now, like we're doing. And we reveal to each other how we think this season will fare. We put so much work into this, into this episode. And we hope 
that you can enjoy it and take a lot from it. Our data is not the same, right? We, we've done our own research. We, we've yes. poured through the data. We've yes. got our own facts ready to go for this. This is the one week that pro football focus rankings or ratings are allowed to be spoken about on this podcast, right? F-words buries them into the ground. We do it mm-hmm. one – look, we'll give you one episode where we factor in PFF ratings, yeah. and we're going to pour them all in to this well, schedule we, prediction. We, we also use PFF ratings if it helps us uh, with only, an argument that only, we're trying yeah. to make. Yeah, but that's the only – right, that's the only time we ever uh, – Very selective when we yeah. use ratings. Yes. Um, but, Jack, with all of that said, you ready to do this? Let's get into break, it. Break down the 2022 NFL – or Titans – NFL schedule. I'm as ready as I'll ever be. All right, let's do it. Week one, September 11th. Never forget. Uh, at home against, it's actually pretty mean of the NFL to make the Titans play a New York based team on September 11th. You think they've got uh, a little extra motivation? I Yeah. And they'll probably be wearing their NYFD hats and NYPD think hats. Think about it though, Austin. We're starting to get to the point Whereas some of the players in the NFL weren't even born when that happened. The 9-11, like the, the, like the actual like historical day, is now old enough to drink, okay? Start, or at least it will be uh, this September 11th. Yeah, happy so, early birthday, 9-11. So, babies. yeah, 9-11, uh, never forget, more like 9-11 will never be able to remember because it's going to get drunk on Sunday at the game. Uh, now that it legally can and Jack, they, the Titans have to play the giants. Now, look, personally, I, 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 I don't trust running backs that are coming off of injuries. So I, I really don't think Saquon Barkley is going to do anything in this game. Good point. However, with that said, I think week one, Derrick Henry is going to run all over this giants defense. He should, he should be able to. Um, this Giants defense has had trouble getting, you know, finding the right fits. And, you know, they drafted big in the first round this year. I think they got Evan Neal and they also got uh, Thibodeau out of Oregon. So they've added yeah. a piece up front because their pieces, Dexter Williams, weren't working up front. So, you know, hopefully Derrick Henry takes advantage of that. It, it's, it sucks for a rookie to really have to be Derrick Henry's first victim of the season, but that's how it's shaping up for Thibodeau. Daniel Jones, it's really time for the Giants to cut ties. And you can't forget, this is an Dory Jackson revenge game, which means he's absolutely going to give up 200 yards and three touchdowns over the top. So give me the yeah. Titans week one. Okay. You're taking the Titans. You know what? I think I, I'm also going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say Titans get a W week one. All right. Okay. At home, you got to win your home opener. That's right. Uh, week two, September 19th, eight days later in Buffalo, New York against the Buffalo Bills. This is a team the Titans have become familiar with over the last few years. They play them a lot. They play them. It seems like once a year, it's like an annual tradition. Um, it is Monday night football. I like the fact that they're playing them in prime time because their last two meetings have been in prime time. Titans have won them both one by blowing them out one by one point and a slip of the shoe by Josh Allen. And that was I good defense. Going... That was good defense, right? That Did I say a slip shoe. of the shoe? Sorry. Yeah, I meant that was a great handling Jeffrey Simmons manhandling. Uh, was it uh Taylor Lewan? What was it that Chris Broussard said uh, was the uh, left tackle for the Bills? I remember this. I forgot who he said, but he definitely botched it. Yeah, he thought it was. Uh, he thought it was the tight Roger Saffold, maybe. It could have been. Um, he thought it was the whoever the Titans. Uh, 
guard or tackle was he thought was uh the guard or tackle for the uh, for the bills gosh that was classic broussard um with that um we, we kind of broke this game down last week if you want that analysis go to last last week's episode we because it was like the one game that was released early that we knew about in last week's episode i think buffalo's got a terrific ground game with the ceo of new era trying to run over people with his car mm -hmm. so i um very violent running to, yeah it's a their ground game is deadly honestly or at least it could be um i think you need to keep that into uh intact but yeah this is gonna be a tough matchup yeah, well, look, week two, Buffalo's going to be coming off a Thursday night game, so they'll have a little extra rest. Six of the last seven meetings between these two have been decided by one score, uh, the, the lone exception being the COVID Tuesday night football game where the Titans absolutely obliterated them. Um, but, yeah, you know, these games are tight. I like that Buffalo early in the season, it's warm weather. Yes, yes. Know, so I'm going Titans. Titans are a warm-weather football team. They're also a cold-weather football team. People forget they're both. They are both but, a cold or you're honestly, if you play the Titans in weather, you're screwed. You're dude. in trouble. You're in big trouble. Unless the Titans are just snow. good in weather. Yeah. They're, bad, they're a bad snow team. So they are a bad snow team. That is hopefully a good that doesn't pop up on the schedule. If you play them in any weather other than snow, you're you're effed, dude. Mm. So, yeah, Jack, I agree with you. I think Titans pull out this one. Uh, I, yeah. I see that as a W. So we both got um, two and oh. September 25th, Las Vegas. At home. I like this, Jack, because you never want to play Las Vegas in Las Vegas. You know why? Because the house always wins. And in my Ooh. opinion, mm -hmm. I think the house wins here. Derek Carr can put as much mascara on his eyes as he wants. But in my opinion, it's not going to be enough to get. Uh, because, look, Nashville has some real Instagram influencers. OK, so you can look. Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's Maple. Well, no, it's definitely Maybelline with with Derek Carr. <laughs> so I uh, I think the Titans uh, put Derek Carr into the ground and add a little bit more eyeliner to him, if you know what I'm saying. The oh, dirt yeah. that they sack him into. I was gonna say he's gonna he, the Titans are gonna make him cry. That uh, that mascara will be running down his face by the third quarter. Oh, um, Devontae Adams. I don't know that he'll be fully adjusted to this Raiders offense. Chandler Jones. This is a big game for Taylor Lewan. This is a how much pride do you have, Taylor Lawan game, right? Ooh, or it could be yeah. the Will Compton Bowl. I mean, no matter mm -hmm. how you want to frame it, it's a big game for the Titans. Motivation's on the Titans side. They're playing in Nashville. Give me the Titans to go 3-0. I'm I'm also taking the Titans in this game. So, yeah, it's a good start to the season so far, in my opinion. Week four at Indianapolis. Jack, I like playing Indianapolis at Indianapolis early in the season. You know why? shadows at lucas oil oh, okay because bastards. once that sun like once we get closer to daylight savings time which no are we, all, daylight savings is abolished but 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 is it though i know we like passed that law or like we're like we tried to pass that law but it like is it official i, th I thought it was it kind of it got real quiet after like they said like oh we're pushing this bill through but nothing ever like there was no announcement so maybe it'll like be a state by state thing not a federal law Okay, well, regardless, the sun will be going down lower. Just, I mean, that's nothing daylight savings time. I feel like Nebraska and that. Iowa will still operate on daylight savings time, but every, the rest of the world will say, you know what? Well, and Indiana doesn't, I don't think Indiana's, I think Indiana's one of the two states that doesn't do daylight savings time to begin with. So, 
I don't, I could have just completely made that up. I don't know, but here's, here's the shadows won't be an issue in early October as much as they would be in early November when the Titans usually play Indianapolis. You know what? In, you know what Indy. happened the last time the Titans were in Indianapolis? What? Yes. No. Don't. 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 I don't know. No. 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 This is positive. This is positive. Oh. Okay. Oh no, not that, or not AJ uh-huh. Brown's injury either. But Nick Westbrook Akine. Oh. Became dubbed the Colts killer. So I, I think we're going to see an NWI touchdown and maybe a game-winning NWI touchdown. I like the Titans here because of what NWI can bring in Indianapolis. He's a former Hoosier, went to Indiana, a lot of great memories up there. We were disappointed that he opted to do the IU touchdown celebration, but we should have that fixed heading into this year. Um, give me the Titans to move on to 4-0. Big division win on the road. That's right. When we had Nick Westbrook-Kine on, we put him on the Shark Tank, or you know, he put us on Shark Tank, and we – pitched our idea for a new touchdown dance for him. If you want to go back and listen to that. Uh, he, I, Jack, I agree with you. I, I, in, in, although instead of a game winning touchdown, I'm saying it's a game ceiling touchdown. I think oh. Titans win by a couple of scores. They beat the Colts in round one. Okay. Week five, October 9th wa- at Washington. They're going to DC. All right. They should be good. As long as the tunnel doesn't fall on them. Uh, as on their way in from either halftime or pregame, whatever, uh, as it almost did, as they nearly killed Jalen Hurts last year. So I, I, I'm just going to say it. I mean, look, it's, I mean, it's a Dan Snyder owned franchise. Uh, Titans win this. <laughs> this isn't, you, you know, about the game as much as it is, as much as it is about leaving the game healthy, right? Uh, the, the field up there in Washington, has oh, been God, known to claim that. ACLs. Yeah, uh, the stadium falls apart if, if one person leans over the railing. I don't mean, forget it, the poop, poopy drains on the, fans. If you're going to this leaks, game, the bring sewage, an umbrella. If you go poncho. to this game, make sure you are setting and sitting in the upper deck because nothing can leak on you or fall on you up there. Yep. you want to get out of this game safe as well. The Titans do it five and zero, headed into the bye week. I love that. Yes, and nothing better than a uh, than a week six bye week. Um, that's the one part about this schedule that I don't like. I think yeah. everything else is okay. Well, just about everything else. I'm going to complain later on, but yeah, well, sorry. When I said nothing better than a week, six by week, what I meant was literally any other week would have been better than a week, six <laughs> by week, because if I'm not mistaken, Jack, week six is the earliest any team can have their bye week, right? Week six is the earliest week. 14 is the latest. It's interesting because the Titans have a week, six by week. And the Colts have a week 14 by week. We know how it went for the Titans last year. They had a week 13 by week, and they were really banged up. You remember that New England Patriots game where the Titans pretty much got dominated? They looked like they were out of gas. They were missing some key players. Although Deontay Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard still managed to rush for 100 yards apiece. They didn't look good. So I'd like my bye week to fall in around week 9, week 10. But the Titans have to deal with an early one this year. All right. So uh, if they could win that, Jack and I, I think, would both we would agree they would win the bye week. Yeah, if, if the bye week was a legitimate opponent, the Titans would be six and zero heading into week seven. October twenty third, two days after my birthday, not to brag. Uh, week seven, it's a quick turnaround back with the Colts for the second time in a month. They got the Colts at home this time. Okay, and Jack, I like playing the Colts in Nashville. 
I like it better than playing the Colts in Indianapolis. I honestly, the Colts game doesn't worry me. Like it used to be every time you would see that horseshoe on your schedule, you would just chalk it up as an L because they went what, like 10, 15 straight games where it's like they just kicked the ass, kicked the Titans' ass. Yeah. Andrew Luck was 10 and 0 against the Titans. It was, Titans it was a rough go. The Titans had a Colts rough five years. Yeah. Colts don't scare the, me anymore. And mainly it's because they got a revolving door quarterback. They keep getting guys who are like, on their like reunion tour, they're all the same uh, players. Pros. They they're all are. the same player. They they've had the, their best years are behind them. They're immobile. Matt Ryan's a statue, just like Philip Rivers was. Although Matt Ryan will whine and complain less. Probably a few less dad gummits out of Matt Ryan as well. But yeah, yeah Indianapolis, uh, Indianapolis in Tennessee at noon. The last time I went to a Titans Colts game at noon um, in Nashville, the the field nearly caught on fire. Hopefully that doesn't happen again, or hopefully it does, and the Titans burn the Colts out of the stadium. To go six and zero. Okay, I agree. I think they the Titans also get uh, the win. Uh, October thirtieth, day before Halloween, week eight at Houston. <clears throat> Jack, um... <laughs> W seven and zero. Week November 6th, week nine at Kansas City. Now, this is a Sunday night football game. Why? Because literally every Chiefs game is on Sunday night football. So the Titans get a uh, primetime game by default. You know, it's it's uh, they Patrick Mahomes. It's a it's a revenge game. The Chiefs, another team. The Titans just seem to play every single year. Played them last year. Kicked their absolute ass. Uh, 27 to three was the final score, uh, concussed Patrick Mahomes nearly decapitated him, which we can say that and make light of it now because he's clearly okay. He's clearly fine. fine. Yes. He's right. All Um, his motor skills remain intact, but this is a big one. This is really the first, uh, massive test. I think that, you know, obviously the Buffalo is a test and, uh, Indianapolis will be a test, but, but Kansas city, this is like, that is, they are still, in my opinion, the cream of the AFC crop. You have to beat Kansas City. That is the litmus test as to how good of a team you are. Now, I know their defense has been hit or miss over the last couple of years, but their offense is really the thing that you need to stop. And with how good the Titans defense is, and with all of this new depth that they have at corner, I'm excited to see how they match up with the game's most elite offense. I think this one's the, this one's a challenge, Jack. Mahomes, I think Mahomes is going to get back to MVP form this year. Why? Well, Jackson Mahomes moved to Los Angeles, so there's one less distraction for that's him. Good, That's a good point. I do, however, think they took a step back this offseason. They lost Tyreek Hill. Uh, they lost Tyron Matthew. The Titans uh, may be the more talented team for the first time they, these two they, teams have lined up against each other. I like the they, Titans. They they also lost Byron Pringle, uh, which is should not be New uh, Chicago missed. Bear, that's right. New Chicago Bear. Uh, look. Once you pop, clearly the fun apparently does stop eventually uh, for the Chiefs. So, yeah, I, too, like the Titans in this one. Eight and no. Week, uh, November 13th, week 10 versus Denver. This is tough because, look, (coughs) this isn't your mom and dad's old Denver. Well, actually, no, it probably is your mom and dad's old Denver Broncos. This isn't your 
regular Denver Broncos, the one that sucks and kind of has like a crappy quarterback every year or like mm-hmm. a quarterback that's like unproven, you know, like a Paxton Lynch or a Brock Osweiler or Drew Locke. No, this is Russell Wilson led Denver Broncos, which I think makes them a formidable opponent right away. And but getting them at home, not having to go up to the thin air and all that crap, I think is a huge plus, especially um, in mid-November in Nashville is a huge game. And I, uh, I mean, I, I but I, I'm kind of leaning towards the Titans here. Yeah, I, you know, I think Russell Wilson's going to go down as the third best Broncos quarterback to ever play. Um, wow. Wow. It hasn't even suited up for a game yet. It hasn't even put on the orange suspense, suspender uniforms once. Yeah. And yet they, Jack's already claiming it. Third they, best all time. Well, they just don't have a lot of – they have a couple guys who are pretty much set in stone at one and two. Oh, geez. And oh, then damn and, it, and no, behind damn him, it. maybe it's like a Jake Plummer coming in at four. I think Russell Wilson fits in at three. Jack, should I – wait. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Who should dare I ask you who are your one and two? Well, let's just start at two. Uh, that would be John Elway, right? Super Bowl winning quarterback. Um, but it, it, his reputation's kind of taken a hit because he can't draft a quarterback. So he's gone sure. out and, and found okay, Russell so, Wilson. Number so number one, one's clearly Peyton Manning, right? Uh no, number one is actually Jay Cutler. Oh um, Peyton, Peyton Manning's probably, you know, he wasn't he wasn't himself in Denver. It was really more of that defense that carried, yeah, right. carried that team in 2015 yeah. to a Super Bowl. So, that Peyton uh, Manning was crow hopping five yard out routes. Yeah, uh, in that Manning's final probably season. Manning's probably top five, but he's probably five. Wow. Um, but yeah, Jake very... the best quarterback in Broncos history. But sure. uh, you know, the, the Denver look a young team on the rise. They've got a young secondary, a young group of wide receivers, very talented groups. Yeah, on I was going to say football. Don't 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 sleep on how good that offense is. That's going to be back to back tests of. Uh, Kansas City and Denver with the for the Titans secondary. But Austin, it's at home. The Titans aren't losing at home to the Broncos. No, you're right. That's a great, that's a great rebuttal, dude. Yeah. I think I'm I gonna, think they win this one and go nine and zero. I'm going W as well. Wow. Uh we're, we're now going no heading into this one. Yes. Uh okay. week November 17th, week eleven at Green Bay. Now oh, going to this. Green Bay is tough. Uh, but going to Green Bay on a Thursday, I think, is the best case scenario, right? You know, yeah, really? the Lambo oh, okay. Lambo fans aren't going to be as um, drunk as they normally would be on a Sunday afternoon because oh, I wouldn't you know, say they, that they got to work early the next morning, right? They got to yeah, in the, the cheese uh, factory at the cheesecake factory at the cheesemonger shop. Every Green Bay resident works at just one giant cheesecake factory in town. It's kind of weird. Uh, yeah, it's like the even... Amazon. It's like the Amazon of cheeses. Yeah, you know, yes. they just have a lot of people, and if you know. If they don't have certain cheeses on the shelves by a certain time, um, they're going to get fired, even if they uh, are working with disabilities, because that's how Amazon operates. And Green Green Bay is no different. That is very true. That is very true. And um, but, however, for as the last two weeks were huge tests for the Titans secondary, this one is like a week. This is kind of like a, a second bye week for the Titans secondary. As uh, yeah, you've got you're going up against Aaron Rodgers, but who in the hell is he going to be throwing the ball to? God, I really don't even know. I mean, they, they they found Watson out of North Dakota State who could be good. Yeah. But, you know, you lose Devonta Adams. I don't think they're bringing back Valdis Scantling. I don't – if Robert – I mean, if Randall Cobb is still there, who really gives a damn? He's about to start collecting Social Security. Um, they don't scare me like they used to. Rodgers is a beast, and obviously that snow game still sticks with me. But I think the Titans are are, are better prepared – 
for a Thursday night game. I do think I like what you said. The Thursday night game helps. They don't get any extra time. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 pretty much show up and, and and play street football. Titans can win in street football in November. Give me the Titans to beat Green Bay on the road, heading into Week 12 undefeated. Okay, I am also going W uh, in Green Bay. November 27th, week 12 versus Cincinnati. Okay, look, you wanted a rematch? You got your rematch, okay? Everyone is still fresh on their minds. That division round loss to the Cincinnati Bengals last year. Ryan Tannehill throws not one, not two, but three interceptions. Todd Downing. Todd Downing calls probably one of his worst games as an offensive coordinator. Derrick Henry returns from injury, scores a touchdown early in the game, but still does not do rush for more than like 50 or 60 yards. Not much else out of, out of King Henry that day. A- AJ Brown scores a touchdown. Great and catch. Then he, and, then he, and, then he, and then he completely bounces in the offseason. So you wanted your rematch. This is your rematch. If the Titans win this game, I think we all agree that Ryan Tannehill is okay in our book. <laughs> <laughs> this is, is this the Ryan Tannehill legacy game? This is the revenge game. Yes, this is the, okay, if Ryan Tannehill goes out and throws for three touchdowns and no picks in this game, then we all have to apologize. We, we, we get him one of those playing. giant, yeah, one of those giant cards. You get like your your grade school teacher at the end of the school year. The whole class signs it. We're gonna get one of those giant cards for Ryan Tannehill. Be like, we're sorry, and then all sign it. That's yeah, it, it was a teacher that you really didn't like for a, a much of the year, but she threw that one pizza party and yeah. kind of won and, you over. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, this look, is a Quentin Spain revenge game, by the way. Jeffrey Simmons has to completely eat Quentin Spain alive. I, yeah. I, I want to see Quentin Spain. I don't want to say leave the game, but I, I kind of do want to see him leave the game with a minor injury that he can recover from and make a full recovery after Jeffrey Simmons dominates and tramples him. Maybe it's Jeffrey Simmons just stepping on his belly and getting to Joe Burrow and sacking him for the 12th time. Um, or, you know, maybe, maybe they go for nine again. We'll see. But I do like the Titans to win this one. I that is if Joe Burrow is healthy enough to make it to this point in the season. Um, very well could be seeing Bengals backup quarterback. The Bengals, and I've I've I, I think I've I haven't been shy about this fact. Bengals don't scare me at all as a legitimate threat in the AFC. I know they went to the Super Bowl last year. They've got some weapons. They did bolster their offensive line, which I do think is huge for them, but they just don't scare me. They're a poorly run organization, and I think poorly run organizations just don't have success look at the raiders the raiders are a like they have talent and for some reason they can't get over that hump i there are just certain teams out there jaguars same way they just can't get over the hump sure they'll have glimpses like the jaguars went to the afc championship a couple years ago they'll have glimpses and last year was the Bengals' glimpse, but I don't think this is sustainable franchise to have success yeah, I, until the ownership, like from top down, gets better. The Redskins, uh, sorry, the Redskins. Whoa. Jeez, that was like three. That was like Trying three names ago. Sorry, I no. Uh, just edit that out. We'll edit that out. Uh, the uh, the football team. Ah, damn it. Okay, sorry. This is my Traylon Burks episode. The this is uh the, what is their team name? The Commanders. The, the Commies. Com- <laughs> The commies, 
the uh, they will. They, I just don't see them having sustainable success while Dan Snyder is their owner. You can't I feel forget. that way about the Bengals. So I think the Titans win this game. Yeah, I'm with you on that. You can't forget that the Bengals have won just, you, you know, last year was their first playoff win since Jeff Fisher was born. So, you know, yeah. was it was it a flash in the pan? Was it kind of fluky? I'm leaning yes. I like the Titans as well. Okay. All right. December 4th. Mark your calendars, kids, because it's our chance to for some aj brown revenge uh week 13 at philadelphia i kind of wish this game was in nashville but yeah, we'll take at philadelphia um aj brown probably will go off on the titans in this game kind of like how Corey davis kind of went off on the titans last year against the jets yeah um, i could see that but i still think the titans win this game uh you know you said that he could go off i think he could go on IR by the time the Titans meet them in week 13. We know he's, oh, we know he's got some injury issues. We know those those knees are degenerative. We know that sternum, that, that chest injury popped up last year. Who knows if it could happen again? AJ soft tissue injury Brown. I don't think he's available week 13. And I and for that reason, I think the Titans have a fairly easy time in Philadelphia. This would be a game after that Cincinnati rematch that you could you could see a letdown. But with AJ with AJ Brown's Philadelphia Eagles, I think the Titans come in highly motivated and get the job done in Philly. Okay, and uh, to to further your point, I think uh, I think he's not available, not because of injury. Well, yeah, I'll probably partly because of injury, he'll have like a lingering hamstring or uh-huh, something. Yeah. But but because he's canceled, I think in one of the NFL's big scandals of the 2022 season, AJ Brown. People dig up. Well, and actually, no, never mind. I was going to say people dig up old tweets of his, but he deletes them all. So mm-hmm. yeah, so he's never mind. For that, okay, reason. yeah, no, he'll just he'll just be injured for that. We game. do have a couple AJ Brown tweets to read by the end at the end of this, though. So stick around. Okay, the December eleventh. Okay, December eleventh. That's my cousin's birthday. Happy birthday, cousin! Week fourteen, Jacksonville at when? home. When? When? All right, week 18, or excuse me, week 15, <laughs> December 18th, my daughter's first birthday. Shout out. Last year, I when she was a day old, uh, I got to we, we don't hold her history. in my arms as I watched the Titans lose to the Steelers in Pittsburgh in one of the most depressing games ever. Um, this year, they will be at L.A. to face the Chargers uh, in a game. And Jack... What's your uh, what's your daughter's name? One more time. It's it slipped my mind. I'm a bad podcast. Wow, for having wow, cool, dude. Wow. Well, I mean, cool, I, I I want to. Well, I threw out some names: Derica and and Tyrona and and all of those. And it Stevie. is. It's Derek. It's Derica Tyrona Huff. That's this, actually what we want. This is a, a Derica Tyrona Huff revenge game for her losing on her actual birthday. Sure, sure. In fact, there was a there was a there was a time there when she was born. I I just I just assume she was awful bad luck like mm-hmm. bad sports luck. You think you know it's like a, an unlucky a cursed baby. Almost like I I sacrificed my sports fandom to have a child, a beautiful baby girl. Um because the Titans lost the Steelers, then they ultimately lost in the playoffs, her first ever playoff game that she witnessed. Um had they not beaten the Texans in that one game, I don't know, I would have been like I don't think the Titans will ever win in her eyes. Uh, and then, um, 
it, like Mizzou lost their bowl game and stuff. Like literally every game I was watching with my daughter, they, uh, my my teams were losing. Kennedy. Uh, Bulls, huh? Oh wow, cool. Did would you just Google it? <laughs> yeah, actually, she's got a Wikipedia. How'd you pull that up? How'd you like? Instagram, Instagram. Let's just matter. let's just always refer to her as Derrico. Okay, I like that. I like that. Okay, um, and uh, but yeah, the, I think I I think you're right. I think the Titans win uh, as a revenge game for uh, Derrico. Yes, Derrico Huff. She's gonna get back to 500, one and one on her birthday. December 24th, Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. All right. So while St. Nick is, you know, crawling down your chimney, Titans are going to be crawling up the Texans' asses. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was shockingly uh, vulgar. But you could ask for anything on Christmas. I don't know that you can get a better present than having the Texans on Christmas Eve at home. Yeah, W. Easy W. Week 17, December 29th, the Dallas Cowgirls come to town. That's another sports talk radio trope. You call the Cowboys the Cowgirls. Because yes, and you, and you talk about them every single day because for some reason people care. Yes, and uh, and because back in the day, calling a boy a girl was f- was killer here. That was fire. It was, it, that. Oh, that was slayed back in the day. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys. This game is on Thursday night football. That's right. While the Kansas City Chiefs may live on Sunday night football, your Tennessee Titans live on Thursday night football. The second Thursday night game of the schedule. I, at first, I was disappointed. But then I looked at it. Okay, the Titans are playing on Thursday. On, on In week 17, that means they get extra rest heading into what could be a pivotal week 18 matchup. Yeah, I see. I don't view it that way. I view it as, yeah, it sucks because that's two weeks where they have short four day weeks, which if you ask any pro, those are their least favorite weeks because your body doesn't have a full amount of time to recover after like a brutal game. Luckily, they have Houston right before. So it's essentially a bye week. Yes. Um, But um, it, it is. I just I Thursday night football to me, it's like it's the NFL's way of being like. You're you're like if the if if Roger Goodell is your is your is your parent, you're like, please, please, can we get a primetime game? And and she's like, No, we've got primetime games at home. Okay. <laughs> and then you get home and it's Thursday night football. On, on like, Amazon Prime video. <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Titans fans, you better have an Amazon Prime account or else you're not watching two Titans games this year. Uh, but I it is the Aldi brand of primetime football games Thursday night football sucks in my opinion and and i'm not talking about the broadcast or anything just just the night of the week uh the fact that it's the first game of the week it's just to me no one cares about thursday night football and saying like oh see titans we're giving you primetime games by giving you two thursday night games that means very little to me i hate thursday night football uh, but I do think the Titans beat the Cowboys. You know what I want? If I was commissioner of the NFL, this is my first. This is my first talking point. This is this is one of my platforms. Um, when I eventually run for commissioner of the NFL, I'm going to move the Thursday night football. You know how the, I don't like. I'm I'm with you. I don't like these games on Thursday. Give me Friday night football. That has a much better ring to it 
you know, more people can watch, more people can go, more people can get hammered and watch the Cowboys in Nashville. Yeah. But even on Thursday, I like playing at home. Dak Prescott by that point, Ezekiel Elliott should be tipping the scale around 300 pounds um, 17 weeks into the season after having all that time to just gain weight throughout the year. Um, give me the, give me the Titans to go 16 and 0 heading into the last week of the regular season undefeated. Okay. You can't do Friday night because then that's the, that's, that's high school football night. Oh, who cares? Well, clearly not you probably, probably didn't even make the team nerd. I didn't uh, play high school football. Yeah. Oh, see, that's why you don't care about high school, high school basketball. You ask well, Austin Stanley. He'll care. I was too fragile for high school football. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Uh, final week of the season, January 7th slash 8th. Why is it? Does this a flex game? Like, is this a game that could be on either day? I, I, I'm i looking on ESPN. They have it at January 8th. Okay. This is a, yeah, this is like a, I don't know. I'm but, looking but on you this. know how they, you know how they, in the last couple weeks of the season, they do games on Saturday and Sunday. That could, this could be. Yeah, okay. A, a, that's a, what it is. That's this could be a good target. call. That's look, it's why you come to this podcast for the analysis that you get, because we are freaking detectives. Uh, all right. Week 18 at Jacksonville. I like this because it's a warm weather city in a cold day, like a cold year, like the first week of January, you're going to Jacksonville. Yes, please. That's a bowl game. That's probably 65 degrees. Yeah. This is the Titans bowl game. They're going to Jacksonville in early January. Hello, Gator bowl. Uh, give me, uh, I, I think it, and because it is Jacksonville, um, and they'll probably be, they'll probably have so many funny storylines by this point in the season. Give me a Titans W. Yeah. I don't even really need to, you know, go into any type of analysis with this one. The Titans are going to roll the Jaguars in week 18 on the road. And that's, and that's just about all I have. So I've got, let me, let me chalk this. Let me go. Let me yeah. Go let's, let's account. tally up our results. Let's see, go back through see count here. up, uh, Giants one, one, two, week one, Indianapolis down the room, 12, 13, Russell Wilson, uh, 20, third best 20, quarterback, 24, 22, Carson Wentz with the commanders, AJ Brown probably injured here, uh, to make it uh, a T-Rack, it's going to wear suspended a skin for a bad suit, tweet. yeah, uh, You've got Houston. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good yeah, AJ, AJ Brown, six deleted tweets. Um, coming up on Dallas Thursday, okay. whatever. Okay. Oh, yeah, we laughed. Laughed at the Houston. Laughed at the Houston twice. Um, all right. I'm on. Yeah, I'm Aaron Rodgers. Uh, uh, still over Shailene Woodley. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. So I, I tallied up the results. I, wow. It, I, I even realized I did this. I actually have the Titans. Uh, Jack, I have them going 17 and 0 this season. This is the third straight season I have the Titans finishing the regular season undefeated. I've got 17 and 0 as well. I mean, honestly, I don't see where that where I I I like I'm going back over it. And I'm I like, could have I sworn don't I see... had a couple losses mixed in there. I, I don't even see any swing games though. Like I don't even see any games where it's like it could go the other way. Yeah, it's it's another year. This has happened. This has been a trend for this episode, right? The last two yeah. seasons we've predicted undefeated regular seasons this is a third and year and, and to our credit you know a lot of people were like that's ridiculous that's preposterous uh we've come pretty close we've come pretty close to nailing it uh i think oh, two years ago we were six games off last year we were five games off yeah like so that's you, probably you better better than that then you can you yeah. can come at us with your opinions but i think we're yeah. the top 
prediction dogs in Nashville. And Chicago. I don't know of anyone who does. And a lot of people do this. I know this because there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people who just have nothing better to do than to uh, do this old trope of go through the entire schedule. And Adam Rank, we're looking at you. Yeah. Um, no one does it better than Titan Up Podcast. I'm just going to say it. So uh, do us a favor. Hit us up on Twitter at Titan Up Pod with your, your season breakdown. Win-loss total. What do you got? Let's see. Let's compare notes here. Okay. Let's see what you got. Jack's got them at 17 and 0. I've got them at 17 and 0. What do you have them at? We want to know. Hit us up at Titan Up Pod. Um, Jack, um, let's uh let's let's quickly get into uh let's quickly get into remember the Titan. Okay, let's do it. I you know, I, I believe I let off last week. So you want me to lead off? I want to. I want to hear from you because I was running okay. through guys that we'd possibly done before the show. I landed on somebody that I don't think we've done, but I want okay. you to lead off. This guy. This guy's sure. Wikipedia just isn't giving me the fireworks that I need. No, I got that. I get that a lot. Uh, and Jack, you know, I've actually got a good one this week because uh, considering the Suns just lost in the NBA playoffs, uh, Luca went off, uh, and I did. I saw a funny meme on Titans Reddit. The, where the Suns logo kind of anamorphed into a Titans logo. <laughs> okay. Which I thought was very funny because I do think there are a lot of similarities between the Suns and the Titans where it's like, they're always good, but like they haven't been able to get over that hump yet. There's um, a winning culture there. You can be, you can, you can rest assured that yes. the Titans will, and, and the Suns will have a great regular season. What happens right. after that, I mean, could go haywire. Chris Paul, you could say, is like the Ryan Tannehill of point guards, where it's like, you know, he's been around long enough. Like he's he's had a lot of great regular Chris season like a success. Bona fide top five point guard ever and definite Hall of Famer, though. Well, we had, yeah, but uh, are we talking about like thirty eight year old Chris Paul? But what is Chris Paul's biggest knock? Can't win in the playoffs. Can't win the big ones. He's zero and seven. I want to say all time in uh, game sevens. Is that true? Yes. He has never won. He has never won a game seven, and he has the worst record in closeout games. When he is up two nothing, he's got some crap record. And then when he's up three one in a series, so is he has Paul, a crap you remember record. Remember the Titans? No, but I'm saying this that the Suns. There's a lot of Suns Titans parallels because my remember the Titan this week. This is a guy that I've done before, but I'm doing him again because, I, frankly, I don't care and Had believe too much you. Time, too much fun the first time. You got to go back for repeat business. I remember the Titan this week. Perry Phoenix. <laughs> nice Perry, Perry Lee Phoenix. All right. Now, I, I want if to, you, if you give me some time, I want to do a real quick um, – Break. I'm going to read his entire Wikipedia page. Okay. His entire Wikipedia page. If you just give me one second. Do we have enough time for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll read it fast. I'll read it really fast. Okay, okay. Perry Lee Phoenix, born November 14th, 1974, is a former professional American football safety who played for the Tennessee Oilers slash Titans and the Carolina Panthers in the National Football League. Go on. 
That's it. That's the entire That's Wikipedia it. page. My man played in the NFL for uh, four seasons, five seasons. That's all he gets. He has one sentence, one sentence. Like he doesn't even have a second paragraph. Doesn't even have a another stanza, like a, like a personal life section. Doesn't even have a career stats section. Just one sentence. And that is it. You know, I was listening to 104.5 Blaine and Mickey. And Blaine Bishop was telling telling a story on, on the air of how uh, they were on the topic of Malik Willis not being mentored by Ryan Tannehill. And they were like, Blaine, you know, was there ever a player that you decided to mentor or not mentor just because they were kind of on your tail or they were your backup? And he called Perry Phoenix uh, one of the ding-dongs of the week because Phoenix taught or, or thought that all of the information that Bishop was giving him was false information and he was giving him the wrong info and the wrong ideas, the wrong strategies, the wrong, you know, techniques just right. to maintain his spot at starter. Right? Yeah. Cause that's, that's always a good strategy for, to build a, uh, you know, like for your team to get better is uh, just give someone. You can't come into camp. Information. You can't come into camp out of shape, but you also can't come into camp paranoid like Perry Phoenix. Was. Yeah. Well, that Perry is actually short for paranoid. Yeah. It's paranoid <laughs> Phoenix. Perinoid Phoenix uh, is his full name. Perinoid Lee Phoenix. Uh, he is my remember the Titan this week. Yeah, Who so you got? Shout out to Blade and Mickey. Um, yes. I'm also, going... the uh, ding dong of the week. Another sports talk radio trope that we should mm-hmm. we should I think implement like on every show on one hundred four five. Does like the ding dong of the week. I, I feel like it's just a community segment for whenever you're having a drink. I love just real quick. I do love Blaine and Mickey. Blaine and Mickey. Oh yeah. I, Absolutely. Two, two of the, my favorite dudes and in, in that building at one Oh four five, the zone. So I'm not taking shots at them, but no, 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 but it is, that is your quintessential sports talk radio segment, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So the guy that I've chosen, he's, he's still active in the, in the NFL. He's still, his career is still alive, but it may not be well, but it's definitely alive, but he's no, he's, he's not a Titan though, right? Not a Titan anymore. Now I don't have okay. a middle name on him, but his full government is Ty Smith. Ty spelled T-Y-E. So I think he's Ooh. the only T-Y-E Smith in Titans history. I'm pretty confident that that's true. He was drafted in the fifth round, 170th overall, by the Seattle Seahawks in the 2015 NFL draft. Now, he didn't stick in Seattle, right? His, his Seattle career was pretty short-lived. Played just four games and tackled just one person. Um, so they didn't really – that was back in the Legion of Boom days, too. They didn't really have room – for many guys in the secondary. I don't really know why they would draft Ty Smith in the fifth round. But then, he, you know, he, he took a year off, 2016. He didn't, He wasn't active in the in the league. He, he, he at least wasn't playing in the NFL. The Washington R-Words picked him up, and he spent the year on the practice squad in Washington. But after that season, he was released. Now, the Titans found him. On January 16th of 2017, Ty Smith signed a futures deal with the Titans, and ended up playing 15 games. It was a career high. Um, had an interception, eight special team stops. But he did, you know, that later that offseason, he found himself on injury reserve. But that didn't stop the Titans from re-signing him in 2019. Um, he was re-signed after Malcolm Butler had a wrist injury, if you remember that, in 2019. And in week 13 against the Colts, here's a play you guys might remember. Recovered a field goal attempt by Adam Vinatieri that was blocked by Dane Cruikshank. He's a remember the Titan now in Chicago and returned it for 63 yards for a touchdown 
and contributed to the Titans 31 17 win over the Colts. So that's a memorable play. He also in week 14, the following week, he forced a fumble on Raiders tight end Darren Waller. Um, and, and Jayon Brown ended up returning that for 46 yards and a score during the Titans 42 to 21 win. Um, didn't really get much play the following year in 2020. Um, excuse me, I believe that, although that wasn't. No, that was in 2019. Didn't get much play in 2020. Now he's with the Minnesota Vikings. He signed a contract with the Vikings in June of 2021, but in August of 2021, they cut him. They said, ah, didn't really look that great to me. But then they bounced back around. March 28th of 2022, Ty Smith's back with the Vikings. So the Vikings not on the Titans' schedule this year, so there's no Ty Smith revenge game. But Ty Smith is this week's Remember the Titan. He had a couple big plays. Blo- returned a blocked kick from Vinatieri against the Colts for a touchdown. Made uh, Forced Darren Waller to fumble. Jalen Brown took it to the house. So, Ty Smith, you're not forgotten in my eyes. You're this no. week's Remember the Titan. And uh, I'm also looking at his Wikipedia page right now. Uh, it says one of his uh, favorite pastimes, one of his biggest hobbies, kissing his sister. What? Whose Wikipedia page is this? Ty Smith. Are you on a different Ty Smith? T-Y-E? The, is it this picture of Titans picture? Yeah. Where in the hell does it say this? Kissing his... Are you making this up or did you just add this? Yeah, no. Ty, Ty likes kissing his sister. Oh, God damn. Uh, I just put it together. Damn it, Jack. That took you a long time. Oh, Jack, we're late in the episode. We are scheduled. We are late in the episode. This is pretty weird. This is when we get weird. So I I wouldn't be shocked if you thought I was actually being serious. Uh, Ty does like kissing his sister. Yes. Yes. Um, Jack, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, While you were going on your Ty Smith, you know, while you're explaining him, I got a bloody nose. This is no joke. My Traylon Burks episode. <laughs> did you actually? I was I was reading off Wikipedia and Pro Football Look. Reference. Look at that. That's blood. Blood has been drawn yeah. on the Tighten Up podcast for the first I, time. First time. First time. You know, you think you and I, especially some of our, we've gotten in like probably, well, not many, probably two heated arguments in our three years of podcasting together. And uh, both never, were to Ryan Tannehill, I believe. If I'm not mistaken. Were they? Yeah, probably. He was the topic of at least one. Yeah, um, yeah, because we were both we both saw odd eye on the Tom Brady stuff, didn't we? When Tom Brady rumor, <laughs> yeah, definitely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So I don't think we ever fought about that, and it was so early on we wouldn't have fought. I anymore. ended up being right about that, by the way. We were, Brady we were in our our honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you didn't. But but neither of us wanted him. We'll have to run the tapes back. Oh my gosh, let's fight about it now. Uh, all right, so yeah, so anyway, never drew blood until today. Hey guys, uh. Damn, this is, it's really, my nose is really bleeding. Um, if you guys, uh, guys, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter. Hey, we want 1K by draft night, okay? We're trying to reach 1,000 followers by draft night, okay? We can so do help it. Help us out there. Help us out there on the push. I think, yeah, I think collectively, I think together we can. Um, we've got a few tuppers out there that are pushing the good word. We appreciate you whenever, you know, cause there's a lot of Titans fans. They're always like, Hey, what's a good Titan up or what's a good Titans podcast I should listen to. And some of you guys slide into the comments. Hey, tighten up pod. 
We appreciate that. Those are the true tuppers. You're spreading the word. You're hashtag growing the fan base of this podcast. And well, also hashtag growing the fan base of the Tennessee Titans. So we appreciate it. Um, give my guy Jack a follow at Jack A. Gentry. Great follow on Twitter. Uh, need to follow him there. You can follow me on Twitter at Austin Huff. And of course, A to Z Sports. You got to hit them up for all things. Um, all things Titans, Preds, Grizzlies. Involved. Basically, basically any, t- any team that lost in the playoffs this year, uh, A to Z Sports covers. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm sorry, dude, These but it's like we're too fresh, man. I, you know, and I, I, I have a take that I'm, I'm sitting on that I'm going to post on cork bats here in a little bit, but, um, like I blame the predators for how volatile Titans offseason has been this year because the year we needed a deep playoff run by the Preds, they let us down. Like they got swept for the first time in franchise history. Like the year we needed it the most, they get swept. It was they, an ugly the sleep. first time ever. And yeah. And it was ugly too. Uh, so I blame the Preds for how bad it's been as a uh, Titans offseason. But Jack, before we get out of here, do you got anything for the road? No, I, I, well, I have one tweet from A.J. Brown. For those who stuck around, this is going to be worth it. A.J. Brown, he's known for his, his deleted tweets, and he's known for being a menace on Twitter. But he had one tweet over the last couple of days that I actually totally agreed with. Well, maybe not agreed with, but I appreciated. Okay. I'll read it to you. Big Mason Kinsey fan. <laughs> your time little bro i don't know if it's his time but i certainly am a big mason kinsey fan yeah what is that like and you know what part of me feels like that is aj brown like aj brown's been creating a lot of turmoil is that provocative twitter yeah I, in my opinion it is uh he may actually like mason kinsey because mason kinsey's a good dude he's a they work out this podcast they've worked out together this offseason Posted videos had, about it. We've had Mason on this podcast before. Great dude. Love him. Have we had him on twice? Have we had him on two times or just once? No, we need to get him on a second time, though. We need to get him on this offseason. Ask him what he thought when AJ Brown tweeted at him. Oh, that'd be a great question. Right. Um, but we so AJ Brown, or like I, I think this was AJ Brown literally pulling out the pin of a grenade and tossing it into Titans Twitter as he walks out the door and the explosion goes off behind him. You know, he's walking away all cool and casual from an explosion of him because he knows there's freakishly a lot of Mason Kinsey stands out there, like um, kind of like Mariota stands. Like they still... Yeah, they're they're they very passionate, yeah. And I, respect and, and I don't... So they are crazy. And look, I like Mason Kinsey. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't understand how you can be a diehard Mason Kinsey fan right now when he's yet to do anything. Well, it's because the Titans fan base has to cling to one practice squad receiver. They just have to. And it's usually the smallest guy on the roster. Mason Kinsey is the smallest guy on the roster, but he's probably got, you know, the longest shot of actually contributing, but I'm with you. It's kind of like that scene in the dark night where the Joker leaves and the hospital explodes behind him. You know, that's AJ Brown leaving Titans Twitter with quite a mess to handle. He knew what he was doing. Also, I like literally the one tweet he doesn't delete is like the freaking Mason Kinsey one. I hope, I mean, it's, I mean, it's still only a matter of time before he deletes it again, but, uh, so but yeah, two uh, or three days. So, yeah. All right. Uh, okay. That's going to do it for us. Um, I'm, um, 
I'm going to try and get through. I, I think I got through this episode. Not entirely sure. Uh, oh, man. I am just out. Of, I needed my inhaler. Okay. Um, all right. We're going to get out of here. We appreciate you guys. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Leave four and a half stars for the Tighten Up Idiots and 0.5 stars for Buck. Leave a comment and review. Seriously, it, it helps us so much. It, and it takes two seconds. Seriously, we, we appreciate everyone that has. If you've already done it, do it again, I think. Can you do it again? I don't even know. Make a new Try. account. Get, get, yeah, your, get your friend's phone. Get your wife's make phone. Make a new account. To all our tuppers out there, we appreciate it. And tweet at us uh, your episode title names uh, for next week. Okay. Now, with all of that said, until next week, tighten, tighten up. up. They're the Tennessee Titans, they'll keep on fighting all the way.